get into gate. This is episode 49. We're talking Stargate SG1, the full get into gate team. My name is Mitch. Joining me as always, Matty. Oh, I thought that was a cold open we had, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Hey! Hey! <laughs> Brendan! When you were talking about penises. <laughs> Hello. No, he'll edit around that. It's fine. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have to start again if he's going to edit around all this. <laughs> <laughs> and we push on. So we are getting a gate. We are talking Stargate, all things Stargate, how much we love it. Introducing our very own Reese to the show for the first time. The rest of us three gibberers in here. Long-term fans of the show. So while we are talking today, season three, Episode 5, Learning Curve, as we do each and every week. Let's uh, revert to the DVD synopsis and see what this episode is all about. As part of an exchange program with the planet Orban, O'Neill travels to Earth with an alien girl who possesses incredible technical knowledge. But by the time O'Neill discovers the truth behind the child's superior mind, it may be too late for them all. This this whole Richard Dean Anderson getting credit on everything yeah. is getting out of control. Like yeah, that's really crazy. Nothing to do with her until it's the so end. So Neil heavy, and for me that that synopsis isn't really that bad compared to some others. Yeah. But I always think when I look back on this, this is more of a Carter episode yeah. for me. Well, mm. little whatever her name is literally hands the NACWA generator to Carter mm. when she Marin. walks through the gate. Yeah, and and Carter's like, okay, you need to show me how this works. It's only because it's only O'Neill kidnapped her at the end. Yeah. <laughs> is the reason it's about him. But I kidnapped yeah. her for the right reasons. Yeah, to change the world. I could court martial you now, Colonel. Yeah. I kidnapped yeah. the young girl. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> Reese, we got child prodigies and uh, your kidnappings. What do you think? Yeah. I, I was, honestly, I didn't hear a word you said when you were reading that because um, I was looking on the front of the case as you were holding up and Tilk's got this pose, sort of like a trying to be a scorpion or doing Ooh. the haka. I don't know. We'll probably take a photo of that What's and put that it on the episode? socials. But what is that? <laughs> is that that looks like from well into the future? That episode. I can't even tell what episode that's from. It's definitely not from the four on this disc. He's wearing a black singlet, so yeah. it's not from when he gets a girlfriend. And no, no, that disc would have come out before. And he, his, uh, his look, his facial look was different when he got a girlfriend. Remember? Yeah. Strange days Very indeed. Bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, learning curve. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, another child abduction. Abduction. Like, just, yeah, O'Neill just. Surrogate. Yeah, yeah. surrogate. Oh, just <laughs> Carter and, and O'Neill just yeah. sharing this one. But yeah, look, it, it was interesting. I, I didn't I didn't mind it. I couldn't really understand. I was trying to understand what the, the whole reactor thing was. Yeah, it's Four? basically like a massive power source, something that we're not capable of. So mm. Carter managed to replicate like a, it in 24 hours. Yeah, and completely, <laughs> di- completely different design. It's circular instead of <laughs> yeah. theirs, which is cubed. But yeah. basically, it's so the element that the gate is made of, which is Naquita, which yeah. what they say is like a powerful superconductor and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, these Orbanians or whatever they are have managed to make a generator that runs on... Naquita, oh, so it produces right. like Stargate level amounts of power. Oh, so yeah. they're teaching Earth and, and still not enough to, to reach another galaxy, though. No, but a staff weapon, like the the well, power source from the staff yeah. weapon. Can. Well, we've seen them use two truck batteries. Why don't they? Yeah, <laughs> there's no difference. So this is just so this generator is just instead of magical vines. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah. We won't see any of. Uh, 
Those nah. manual dials episodes anytime in the future? No, they'll just chuck one of those generators in Carter's backpacks. We'll always have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, next, yeah, you no. know, it'll take her just a couple of hours just to miniaturize it. Yeah. Uh, to build a new one, a mini one. Yeah, but it doesn't get too mini. It's slightly smaller, but yeah. it's pretty much still remains that size. Mm. Circular in design. Yeah. Another episode I've noticed that um, we spend more time with an alien off world than we have uh, on Earth than we have with Teal'c in two and a half seasons. <laughs> like we still haven't yeah. had like a Teal'c just getting yeah. to no Earth. Yeah, it's like oh no, let's spend twenty minutes watching this girl paint a picture on a on a canvas. Yeah, yeah it was uh, Cassandra two point oh. Yeah, that's well, what it yeah. felt like. Chris- Cassandra yeah. got the dog. Yeah, and then he talked about a dog to. <laughs> What's it? What was the Marin. name? Marin. Marin. Yeah. But no, he's. Oh no, we'll take her to a painting class instead. I actually forgot um, that Cassandra wasn't in this because when he took her to the school, and I'm like, oh, what's uh, does O'Neill come do talks? Because all this yeah, is like Colonel exactly Jack O'Neill. I'm like, hey, Bambino, it's the banana. Hey, it's that guy that hangs out in front of the school all the time. Speaking Italian. It's me, Mario. But he he takes it takes Marin there, and I'm like. They mentioned um, Cassandra to the teacher, didn't they? And I'm like, Mm. oh, is she going to pop out and basically like give you know the credentials and all that, like to to uh, to Marin and go, look, he's good. (laughs) This place is fine. Come play with the kids. You'll get used to it. We're all aliens here, whatever. Um, But yeah, she wasn't. But yeah, still, I I think I still did like her more just because she served more of a purpose and helped them create Mm. some tech and stuff. And you know, we're trying to save her from her upbringing. Here's a funny trivia: the actress went on when she grew up a little bit. Went on to Smallville. And played a member of the Justice Society, Stargirl. You might remember from your, from DC. Um, but... I don't know that I actually made it that far in Smallville. I only... yeah. No, I'm just talking about the character of Stargirl. Oh, it was right. Just recently. Oh, in yeah, DC yeah, yeah. Sorry, I do. Yes. In yeah. um, what was it? Legends, I think yeah. it was. So she played that similar character, opposite Daniel Shanks, uh, Michael Shanks as um, Hawkman. 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 That's right. Wow. Yeah, both members of the Justice Society. Like ten years later. Cool. Yeah, yeah it was sweet. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of fun. I think I like this episode with the like the concurrent like. What the storylines going on? Like you're on the planet, and you know Teal'c and and Daniel slowly starting to question what the hell's wrong with these mm. kids? Why are they being left in charge of learning the most incredible things that we've got to and to tell us all this incredible mm. knowledge? And then on Earth as well, with you know this chick being really weird and the fact that she's got these things in her blood and things, and so they're both coming to the same conclusion but different ways. So I, I liked the way that the episode was. Um, was structured. I think the the first thing I really took out of this, and it happened straight away. This is the most Daniel Daniel has been. Oh yeah, he's in his element. Oh my, so excited! I think he spent the entire episode just sitting on his ass, just around the DHD, just chipping up tiles, do rag, just yeah, do rag, yeah. But when he first um when he first discovered, I can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about their origins and and about how they got to this planet. Oh, I wouldn't use the word origins. Okay, sorry, mate. Yeah, we don't use the O word here. <laughs> and then, uh, and then that uh, the, the the father figure, whatever his name was, you know, brings in uh, is it Tommen, and yeah. uh, and says, oh, he, he tell Tommen. And Daniel's like, so anyway, this is an incredible thing. And I'm like, we're, 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 I think of it, and he, <laughs> he leaves the father figure. And I'm like, you know, you're telling a child like about his history yeah. and yeah. his people's history, like. He was so excited. He was so Daniel Jackson in that like, moment. He didn't even think that yeah. maybe what he was telling this small child was too much. I for would him just to tell take. anyone who listens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like pointing him in a direction, and he just talks to that person. Yeah. <laughs> and said, I'm sick of talking to you now. Move to him. Oh, and then this happened. It's like... Fun fact: the kid who played Toman, the actor's name is Lachlan Murdoch. I had a bit of oh, a oh really? Yeah, I literally had to look it up. I'm oh, like, yeah. no, it's not what that Lachlan Murdoch, is it? <laughs> like Rupert Murdoch's son. 
the media right. mogul. Owner of the building. Ah, uh, owner of the building. <laughs> yeah, oh, that guy, yeah. No, yeah, no I just meant for the overseas no, listeners. No wonder why that are... kid was such a good actor. I mean, with a name like that. Absolutely. And if you want to sponsor the show, <laughs> uh, Lachlan, jump on board. And then um, the little the little chick that he was replaced by when the other guy comes and says, no, no, Tobin's gone, you must learn from Solen. Uh, here's Solen. Yeah. That's actually Sergeant Siler's real-life daughter. Was it? Wow. Oh, there you go. Hmm. I thought at, at first I was like, oh, they must be born smart, and as they grow older, they just get dumb. Like, cause when, like a Benjamin when, Button kind of yeah. intelligence thing. Because when um, she said to Carter, oh, what, you weren't always this smart? So I'm like, oh, okay, they're intelligent when they were born, and then obviously the dad has no idea what what Daniel's talking about. Wasn't he a weirdo? Yeah, I, I was I was trying to remember how, obviously I've seen this episode but a long time ago, and I was thinking, D- does every kid go through this stage uh, mm. and then they get the procedure and then they basically go back to infants and then they grow up to the level of intelligence that this father figure was where they're obviously very well in their functioning and stuff but mm. they're just nowhere near as smart as these children but yeah it's like a they're, they're, they're selected did we get an idea of like mm. what kind of percentage of children are selected yeah, I to? kind of felt that it was only like 10 to 20 percent because yeah. anyone else wasn't able to get the nanites again once yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave them away so yeah it wouldn't make any sense because then all adults would be lobotomized, mm. more or less. Yeah, which was the one kind of plot hole I found. It's like, well, I would have liked to have seen at the end when they're all sort of learning to play and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen them interact with the non-Urom children. Mm. And it's like, and I feel like if they'd done that from the start, these children would have been like playing and learning like that anyway, because yeah. it appeared mm. to be a learnt behaviour. Mm. So it's like, well, the, why didn't they just... Yeah, that... they didn't have school or anything there. Like they sort of just no. chucked these kids in a room and fed them three times a day. They're being yeah. looked after. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. Oh, honestly, <laughs> but Tommy, he looks yeah. sad as brutal. So then, so like, when do when do normal kids <laughs> when do the normal kids start getting their nanites from them? Yeah, like so. It's like, mm. is, are there ten year old kids out there as smart as all the adults because they've got just as many yeah. um, nanites? So how... that was the yeah, true. How would that be an kids? honor? Yeah, they, they talked about. Uh, age, didn't they? How um, yeah, they had to Tommen be twelve like, to be in the ovarium to yeah. go through the ovarium. Mm. Well, that was the, isn't the ovarium though when all the nanites are taken. From yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, well, how old do you have to be to receive, to receive one? Them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and receiving them well, like they, they said, each person gets one nanite from this from this one person. Mm. Mm. Like, how much knowledge is that allowed them to? Because it's not like that one nanite is taking every piece of knowledge that this brain has. And it's like, uh, he they're giving away a million copies of this guy's brain, essentially, mm. to the other... Oh, that's what I assumed. But then why wouldn't they all be, like, brilliant? Yeah. If, like, they've got the dad seemed from, retarded. Yeah, like, every, <laughs> yeah, every, everyone older there just seemed, like, unable to, to fathom what SG-1 was, was trying to tell them. The kids could understand. I'm like, okay, so if you take yeah. a nanite and you give it to everybody, theoretically, everyone else on the planet is actually far smarter than... Or at least a, yeah. a broader range of knowledge yeah, than these kids. Yeah. With all that intelligence, they figure out a better way to. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a bit. It, to me, I'm like, oh, that theoretically, what they're telling us, it should be a little bit like Gould's genetic memory. Like they've got the memories yeah, of everyone that yeah. came before them in their yeah, line. It's a bit like that. But mm. yeah, I just I'm like, well, in that case, yeah, why isn't the the father figure? I keep saying the father figure because he was the father to Tommen, but he wasn't Meron's father, was he? No, no, no yeah. No. Was his name Kalen? Kalen. He, he, he would have been Jeff in charge of the uh, the kids, I guess. Yeah, mm. I guess it would have been a thinking like applying real world practicality to it it's like well to ha- make sure that there's enough nanites for every person on the planet would mean they'd have to enforce like some kind of 
population control because if mm. the population gets mm. too out of control, well, then there aren't enough nanites to go mm. around. So then they would have to start selecting. It's like, okay, well, this information that um, Tom and got about Gould, maybe we'll only go to a certain section of, of yeah. academics and, yeah, yeah. and defence ministers and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but then general population might not get it. So, yeah, it's a weird, weird premise. I assume they got the knowledge because once Tommen went through the ovarium, his attitude changed towards the Goa'uld and defences immediately after that. Mm. It was like, please tell, tell this kid what we can do to prevent this from happening to mm. us. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And then when Marin went through her ovarium, they're like, he was more kid-like. Oh, come and have a look at what everyone's doing. Oh, Painting we, and stuff, which we... I didn't get because, like you said, the drawing and stuff looks like a learnt behaviour with playing. But if she gave all her nanites away, then she wouldn't have that memory. Yeah, but the, I'm, I'm guessing it was set up by another adult who did get those memories and like, hey, we can oh, teach okay. the kids something. Oh, no. See, to me, I got it as, because if you remember when um, Marin is sent back through the gate, she takes the crayons with her, the, the gift that she got from Jack. So my theory on the way, like my thought on the way to the right. end of the episode was all her memories were taken, but because she still had that box of crayons, she kind of retained the picture of Carter memory and that sort of stuff and started playing and drawing. But then also, obviously, the nanites were distributed and the picture of Carter became like a cultural thing because then Kaylin <laughs> yeah. gave the What's picture that? of that. That's a picture Jack. of me. Yeah. Like, Whoa, you are. That's no, not. That's <laughs> Carter, you <Yeah>. fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but Carter didn't even draw the hair. It's like when yeah. she first drew that yeah. picture, when you see the cut, she just does a stick figure, yeah. cut to what you actually see, and suddenly there's little hair marks on it. It's like. Nanda Tapping didn't draw those. <laughs> Come on, man. I like that. It'd even be funny if you cut to it as just a Rembrandt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you the thing that annoyed me the most about those kids? The laughing. Come, <laughs> you've got it. Look, listen to that fake laugh. Isn't in it the wonderful? Background. It's like from an from an audio. And library. who plays ball like that in a circle? Oh. They're aliens, when, man. Give them that. When I saw that, I'm just like, oh, that is terrible. That laugh there. Yeah. He's just that's, I expected that's more from, from Martin Wood blocking. You well, put put an echo on those laughs, and you could put it in a bloody horror movie. And if you listen yeah. to that entire bit of audio there, not a single bit of backing backing music anywhere. No. And it's like this show is so known mm. for putting in extraneous backing music and yeah. that nothing. It's just shuffling foot sounds, and you're just and looking at the kids laughing. playing with the ball, and it's like that is not natural. <laughs> Even at the school where they're like, "Hey, take Marin," and they're like. And, like, three kids went behind her and pushed her along and then, like, playing... She was the most natural. She was the best actor in the in the group, obviously, mm. by just, like, looking at the ball as it hit <laughs> her in the chest. I, I thought that was so hilarious, just watching it <laughs> as it just smashed her. Other kids are like, it's fine, we'll just keep playing. Like, yeah. you just be, if you're a kid, you're like, what well, the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't, her out. We don't know you're an alien. You're just weird. <laughs> no kid's that nice. Wouldn't it be funny if you, when you cut to see them at the end and they're deliberately just pelting it at each other's chest <laughs> and no one's catching it because that's the only part Marin remembers? So the game is just hit someone in the chest with the ball and just whoever it bounces to oh, next, oh, it's my turn now. They got their international sport. It's past the ball. <laughs> And to this guy, and to this guy. Oh my God, this is an exciting match. SG won't but- go back in two years, and they've created Quidditch. Like, and it's like, whoa, you guys are really advanced here. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, they, those, the, the hopscotch and pass the ball and drawing on walls. Like, that's all they'll ever. No, <laughs> because they've got they they haven't learned how to have an imagination. No. They've just learned from from Cassandra Tupelo how like when she saw things. 
And so they, they're not going to create more games or more art sort of thing. Like, that's that's what they've got. I mean, better than what yeah. they had, sure, but how boring. Suddenly they'll morph <laughs> yeah. and it'll be, it'll be trying to draw on the wall with a ball and pegging chalk at each other or something like that. <laughs> yeah. will be new games. It'll yeah. just be interchanging things. I wonder how else you could play with their minds. Like, if you go and show them a movie, like a sci-fi film or something, like something really weird and wacky and mind-bending, and you go... <laughs> Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, this is pretty standard. And then, like, they work as that as, like, a basis, yeah. and then they... they, they, they sociopaths. They, they come up with... Crea- Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes wide shut. Oh, but I've always thought, like, if imagine if you were able to go back to, like, the 60s, or something and you take something like you know Avatar it's like yeah yeah I'll, you tell them you're from somewhere else or even from yeah. the future like, we've been to this other planet and there's like yeah there's these blue yeah. cat people you know going around it's like <laughs> holy f- or you know show them Transformers like yeah yeah there's these like you know trucks that turn into alien robots and stuff it's like wow this is fucking mind blowing yeah. like what does someone do when they see that and think that it's normal like you could have a lot of fun with those that population the that office. could be a fun um, yeah <laughs> what is it this is what life's like in yeah. the future, that could so. be a fun um, grandfather paradox. Someone went back in time to show someone Avatar, and then that's it. Like someone from like Microsoft or Apple, and then they created the papyrus font off that. <laughs> <laughs> they went, "Oh, I like those titles. I'm going to make a font like that." <laughs> so at the start, like they, I mean, they were pretty advanced pretty quickly. This race because at, at the start, Carter was saying they learnt more in ten, or they advanced years, more in it? ten years than mm. a few decades. She said, "Was the, yeah, yeah, okay." But still, like, we a shit ton faster it's, it's in a century. Mm, it's yeah. almost like the brief candle people, because they had nanites, but they kind of made them grow old and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's almost like, imagine those people suddenly in 10 years figuring out, figuring out how to manipulate their nanites mm. to do what the um, the Urom children do it and learn and pass them on and transfer them and stuff. So, it's, mm. yeah, it's pretty advanced in, a, in such a short <laughs> amount of time. It's how different... Those two planets are like, you know, these mm. kids are getting lobotomized after and, and spreading their knowledge to the rest of the population. Over the other planet, they're just partying for a hundred yeah, days, like, yeah. sleeping around, <laughs> belly and dancing, wild and pizza food cake. and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know which planet you'd like to go to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get nanites. Please send me to Pizza Planet. Please yeah. send me to Pizza Planet. <laughs> pizza Planet. <laughs> but, but these guys have got hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, uh, we need to address something else very unique about this episode. Who it was written by? Mm. We've got another female writer. Is it only the se- what second one since Heather E. e. Ash? It's the only, as far as I'm aware, it's the only other female writer besides wow. Catherine Powers. Wow. Okay, and this is her first one. This is her first what one. What about first, first Robert of... C. Cooper? <laughs> one for the sisters. Oh, zing. Um, so she's a she's a season three story editor, um, and she ends up writing five episodes. This is the first one. She goes on to write Foothold, New Ground. Beneath the Surface, and then ends it with a pretty bad one, which is Season 5's Cassandra episode, Rite of Passage. Well, you can only... You can't polish your turd, as Brennan says. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the start there where um, it's kind of the opening, you're seeing the gate and it looks red for some reason, but I'm assuming that's lighting in the room. Because I'm like, ooh, a new oh, type of Stargate. Yeah, it's red. Oh, I didn't notice that. And then you're, that you're panning across to Daniel... And then he's te- he's teaching these kids how to be an archaeologist, basically how to use the brush strokes and be careful. And immediately, I just sort of Mitch's idea of Daniel showing worms in the garden to children, like that <laughs> Daniel's backyard <laughs> idea. Come on, children! These archaeology is yeah. fun. Hello, children. I'm Daniel Jackson, and this is archaeology. Today, we're going to make a compost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he goes to the mural around the DHD, and then he's trying to figure out how you know what what the pyramid is outside which it turns out to be 
uh, Aztec, but then you never find out what that mural is underneath. And then being skeptical of his archaeology skills, he is just pushing those rocks across just that mosaic, <laughs> like just ruining it. And then he picks up one, and it's got like an indent of like a serpent guard, yeah, on yeah, it or yeah. something like that. And, and it's like, got nothing on the under on the underside. Yeah, it had a snake head, didn't it? Yeah, but it had nothing on the mosaic, which I would have assumed if you're pouring yeah. concrete on a mosaic, you should get right. the pattern of the mosaic. Not yeah, it's like where, yeah, well, he, where it's, he pulled it's the... Just, s- it's just a prop, so... Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I kind of want it... Calm down. I kind of want it... Just when you said Aztec, I kind of want it... In my head, I'm already like auto-editing, like intercutting scenes between that and from The Simpsons, where Lisa's like, Aztec? Oh, Mac! <laughs> to Maggie. And I'm just trying Don't to figure out my head how it's going to work. Yeah. Because uh, he eventually he said there was there was something there that was like pre Aztec, wasn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, pre they predated the Aztec era, right? Don't know There's what it was. Something important though, he said. Gonna <laughs> be too important. Very important. When I thought so, buddy. No, that's when he that's when he goes. You will tell this guy, and he's like, okay, I'll, I don't care who I tell. Yeah, I need to I get this out. <laughs> and then I finally um, got lines in this episode. Yay! Or that, the Aztec goddess of water, and he showed Tilt that thing. What was the name? Kaka. Like way too long. Amaroka. What? Mamana Hakalugi. You can be a big pig too. Oi. <laughs> yeah, and then he tries to say the same thing to Tilk. No, no, no. You're not talking to Tolman anymore. You bloody talk to this guy. And Tilk's like, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. God, that was good. Take me to Tolman now. <laughs> yeah. So good. And he was like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> all right, uh, it's not possible. Yes, it is. I'll make it possible. Mm. Well, you are big, so all right. <laughs> yeah. This way. I love that when he goes, the kid goes, Oh, I know why the Guaulda so feared if you're their warriors. I'm like, Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why he was that's like, right. That's why he's like, I want Toman back because he's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, Yeah. He's like, Yeah. I want to intimidate that kid some more. Well, I guess it's where it does bring in that hashtag fathers, Matty. Like, you had Tilk sort of show that care for, for Tom and at that stage. He's like, This doesn't seem right. Like, yeah. take me to the kid. Like he's a guest in that world and in this and in the way that they do things. He's like, no, something seems off to me. Mm. Take me there. And even O'Neill, who really had nothing to do with Merrin for like two thirds of the episode, so it yeah. seemed. And then he's like, hang on, what's he's going like, on what? here? This is what's going to happen? No, you're coming with me. You're actually going to live like a child because it wasn't so much surrogate, you know, son or child 3.0, but. He did ha- obviously. He's he's trying to let this kid live because his kid was alive and then was being a child, but then was taken. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I'm glad it wasn't an entire episode for O'Neill doing that. So, <laughs> episode five of the season. So for us, Mitch, that means new disc, mm-hmm. which also oh, means yeah. new special features, guys. Ew. So I've, I I really want to. You made something? No. Oh. Um, I just want to include some of these because obviously. Uh, Reese being the first timer, you're watching these on streaming services, so you don't get the bonus features unless you pay twenty dollars a month. Um, <laughs> but not even no, so. more than that. Oh, even, okay. even if I did, there's, they're not up yet. So. <laughs> oh, shit. I digress. So here's some special features for Reese. Right, this is uh, season three, episode two, disc. It's a profile on Carter. It's not the whole thing, is it? No, I've edited it <laughs> heavily. Whenever SG-1 needs expert advice on traveling through time and space, they turn to the best, the brightest, and the most beautiful. But don't let this officer's looks fool you. I take it you're Colonel O'Neill. Captain Samantha Carter reporting, sir. I didn't realize when I took it on that it was going to be such an action-adventure sci-fi show. You know, I thought it was going to be more 
Star Trek. based in terms of my character being, you know, the scientist, and I'd be struggling with these great scientific problems. But now on the show, I mean, it's become this great physical show for me, which I never imagined myself doing. I didn't know that, though. So for me, that's a great challenge. It's also a great gift to, you know, to be given something like this as a woman, especially, to be given this. I'm glad we emphasized that. Yeah. I wonder if she's on parody. The thing for me with this character is she's a cross between Jack O'Neill and Daniel Jackson. She's the perfect hybrid of these two men. She's got a military base. She's a captain in the Air Force, fought in the Gulf War. She's also a theoretical astrophysicist, so her scientific background is very strong. So Plus she a vagina. this line, which for <laughs> well, me creates mind great you in a minute. conflict to play, because it's, you know, do I go the scientific route or do I stick with military protocol? And so she gets to, to play opposite both men and have strengths with each of them. Now, just pause it there. Mm. When you said that it was heavily edited, how long did it go for? <laughs> Five uh, minutes. Like eight minutes. Okay, good, because this one goes for four. Yeah. Okay, we push on. Yeah, are we, yeah, we're we're still... Like okay. Well, no, the point being is she's just, just talking about all this great female stuff. Inside instead of the outside? Doesn't mean I can't handle whatever you can And handle. they just included uh, the organs on the outside. Yeah, right. <laughs> the As the part of that. Amanda a there brief is, moment there is two things I want you to hear in this. Television series. It took us 15 years and three supercomputers to MacGyver a system for the gate on Earth. In reality, she has nothing but praise for her co-star. <laughs> he's really lovely Get to it? work with. He's got a great sense of humor. In shape. reality. He's very generous and he's fun. And I mean, having had the amount of experience that he's had on series, he really looks out for us and knows, you know, knows when to fight and knows when not to. And you know, so he's sort of our champion of causes. And he's a lovely man. He really is. Not only that, but we have a we have a great crew, and I think the sense of humor on this show is what keeps us going because we work really long hours and really long days, and it's a huge show. (laughs) But everyone has a great sense of humor. In the episode Point of View, Amanda got the unique opportunity to. <laughs> this should be a show that entertains. Oh, no spoilers for Reese. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that was the bit that I wanted you to hear. This, this is a show that no, this is a show that should entertain. I swear, this is v- verbatim what um what Chris Teal- Judge yeah. said. Yeah, like identical. This should be a show that entertains and that allows people to think beyond what they normally think about. You know, maybe take you to a different place and make you ask questions. What, you know, is that possible? Yeah, it is. That's definitely yeah, it what is. he said. Mm. Yeah, oh, and then I love the generic question. If the Stargate was real, would you ever go through the Stargate? Yeah, I'd go through the Stargate. Mm. Who would say no? Yeah. Hey, Maddie. Yeah. so did they already retcon the episode 1969 with what happens to Tilk Symbiote in this? Because he was telling Toman that if the Gwold doesn't get a host, mm. it, it dies and then so does he. Mm. But in 1969, he said when the, if the Gwold matures, it'll take over him. Mm. That's a good point, actually. Maybe he just didn't want mm. to um, terrify poor little Toman by t- telling about the implantation procedure and <laughs> yeah. crunching in through the back of the neck and taking over yeah. his body or something like that. <laughs> Like my symbiote would find you a, an excellent host. I suppose <laughs> Tilk would have to do that a lot. Hey, like being a Jafar, who's obviously Shalva, but everyone knows Jafar as they are and they're evil and blah, blah, blah. He'd have to try and sort of lie to people like that. Mm, just, just soft pedal it. Yeah. No, we're not that bad. No, no, no. no. We're yeah. Manipulated. Oh, I, yeah. I was like that, but we're not enslaved. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Y- yes, I've wiped out entire towns and many children, but, you know... I was, I've killed at least a million people. I was made to. It's not my fault. Blame Poffus. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, don't shoot the messenger, man. 
I mean, I've shot a couple of messages on Pavel's orders, <laughs> but you know. Plenty. Uh, Morgra Jafar language. He walked in, I think Daniel was chipping away as he was for most of the episode on the floor, and, and uh, Teal walks in and says, Kel Mel, Dr. Jackson. Oh, yeah. I had to rewind that. I'm going, oh. did he say that? Yeah, what is, Ke- that. We, what is, what is Kel Mel? I, I'd I mean, I think it means like, it. what's up? What's happening? Yeah. Sup. <laughs> sup. Sup, Daniel. Sup, bro. Sup, brother. <laughs> Kel is sup, Nell is bro. <laughs> That's the Jafar version of like the black Jafar going, what's up? What's up? What's up, my Jaffa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Daniel immediately reacted to that, obviously, because he can speak Goa'uld. He speaks 23 different languages. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because he goes, oh, yeah, Tilk, we found this. So it means like what's happening or what's new. Yeah, okay. What I have you imagine. discovered? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's new is probably good. What's yeah. new? What's new? What's new? What's new? Sup, dog? You're right. Yeah, but that was weird when they ended up going to see Toman and he's like, this is your son. What the hell, man? Like, Why are you treating him like this? Yes. Yeah. He's been fed and stuff. He's got a blanket. Yeah. What else? I mean, no windows, but, but he, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's your son. No, my son's in here. I was <laughs> like, whoa. Now, they also that, that said freaky, eh? this procedure had only been in operation for 49 years. They've yeah. been doing this. Mm. So that father didn't look like he was 50, but he wouldn't have been too much younger than 49. So yeah. he, he would be from a time that he would have been growing up in a time where most of the people yeah, would have been controversial. Mm. Yet it seems so foreign to him that anybody would be against it. Like it, yeah, how else do you learn? His parents would be able to tell him what it was like. Yeah. Like one generation ago. Yeah. Like in a way they would have said to him because he wasn't chosen. Like surely he's, he, he came in. He was born after the Avarium mm. stuff started. They would have been like, thank God you didn't do that because... Look at what children are when they when they had this procedure mm. done. You know they don't get to be real kids or whatever. Like it just it seems so strange that he was one hundred percent against it and couldn't fathom why they were. Yeah, what is teaching? Please explain. Yeah, it's like it's just, it, what? <clears throat> there is no way a better way to learn. To me, it was just like everyone was just acting so selfless. You know what I mean? Like how does how not how does this affect me or how does this affect my family? It's it's for our community. Our and it was the same way that that Merrin was thinking when, when SG one were like, no, you can't do it. Like you don't understand. And she's like, no, I understand. Like mm. my yeah. people, you need- don't understand. Yeah. A hundred years. We will cane you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. They could be, imagine if you had a society that worked together like that, you yeah. would be invincible. Yeah. If yeah. the Gwaiwold worked together like that, then they would just own the universe. Yeah. Like if, if the and- human race did that, we would be interplanetary yeah. travelers already. Exactly. And I think that's the the point of view that they're looking at is just like, it's such a, they're all giving themselves to the ultimate goal or the, you know, the, mm. the, the pinnacle of what they are trying to get to, whether they know what that is or not. That's That really got me thinking when they were like trying to convince her, but she was just steadfast. Like, no, my people need my knowledge. Like, yeah. I, it's fine. This is what I want to do. It's a privilege that I can serve my people like this. Yeah, it was a great point of difference compared to other episodes where we see stuff like this, where certain members of the civilization are taking advantage of others. There was no malicious mm. nature to this. There was no malicious intent. It was, this is the best way we can do it. While your yeah. mind is a sponge yeah. and can learn at, a, at an exponential rate, yeah, and then you can help the rest of us become better people. Maybe they get to a stage where they don't do this nanite stuff, but maybe mm. they don't. This is just the way they are. So yeah, it was it was kind of nice that they were doing this bad thing as far as us earthlings are concerned, yeah. but there was no ill intent about it or anything. And it was it was only bad to us because we're not used to it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And the only thing really they were doing wrong is not looking after the kids 
in a, I guess... Nurturing way. Yeah, nurturing progressive way after they've given their nanites away Mm. um, because obviously they're they're now dumbed down and, and they don't know anything... So I guess, yeah. Looking te- after them te- um, physically, but not looking after them mentally. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I guess teaching them after they do go through the um, o- through the ovarium was really, you know, or, or, or not teaching them was really the only thing that they were doing wrong in this mm. whole situation. It would have been cool if they found out that they had been, you know, taken to like an, you know, like an island paradise sort of thing. Like once mm. they'd given all the knowledge they could, well, they were taken. So, I mean, that would have been a real dark turn as well. The it's Undying like, Lands. Yeah, he's with Lord the, of the Flies. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you have won a ticket to the islands. Yeah. You know, in a lottery. <laughs> the and then, Hunger Games. And, yeah, and then Tilt goes over and he sees, no, they're actually in this like tranquil paradise. Yeah. And they, they're, they're basically like, they're honored as, you know, like they're, they're yeah, superstars sure. of, uh, you know, they're, um, you know, veterans of, uh, of of their civilization, which would have been really cool. And it's like, yeah, that they get all the great stuff. They are being looked after. Yeah, I think that was the that was the key thing was that they were stuck in a room, mm. yeah. and fed <laughs> and uh, and showered, yeah. but otherwise left to themselves. Yeah. yeah. Just on that point as well, like Daniel was arguing against it, and the dad I can't remember his name, Kalen. Kalen. Kalen gave an argument which turned Daniel's changed Daniel's mind, and he's like, "Well, I didn't realize it was going to be another." 12 years before we get that knowledge so I didn't know that I'm like mm. I liked that Daniel was open-minded enough to realise yeah, yeah, yeah. but that guy's argument wasn't that great nah. mm. to make like I wasn't even going oh so yeah if we don't do it to this kid we're just going to have to do it to another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah I guess I didn't realise yeah what are you going to do about that like, <laughs> might as well be this one it's really inconvenient if we don't do it <laughs> we need it <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed the painting scene. For some reason, it should should have been creepy that whole scene with Daniel with uh, Jack in the yeah. school. But I don't know. Richard Dean Anderson give him oh. more props than he deserves. Mm. He just makes it fun. Like he's like no bigger, and it was just I had a smile on my face for that entire scene. Yeah, mm. I think the blocking was good too. The way at the end. Like the way they sat next to each other on the little windowsill, just kind of looking yeah. at the painting, like they were kind of equals in that. So there was mm, none yeah. of that, yeah, sort of old man, little girl creepiness yeah, factor yeah, yeah. into there at all, which I think was. Yeah, really, I didn't really even. Well I was trying to make a joke about it, but I couldn't even find <laughs> a little snippet. And geez, out if of you it. can't, no one can. So. <laughs> yeah. And even that nice character moment with him where it says, you know, paint something you love, and then it, it cuts to, you know, 10 minutes later or whatever, and one of the kids is actually painting Jack. And Jack yeah. walks and has a look and goes, Look fat, like he's paying out the kids' painting, but he's doing it to like the kids probably not taking it wrongly. Jack's not paying the kid out per se, yeah. And in that, it's the way he delivered that. It's like, well, he's he's delivering that the same way that he would deliver a condescending line to a fellow adult on the show, yeah. Uh, in a in a more in, you know hurtful, intense sort of way, yeah. But you knew how he meant it. You knew how the kid was going to take it. In that setting, you understood why yeah. the kids loved him. What like, we didn't I see it. though is that kid cried itself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little Jack hated my painting. <laughs> <laughs> Rip the painting up. <laughs> and there it is. That's there's. I the can't joke. recover from that. <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> But when she finally, you know, realizes she doesn't have time to paint the whole forest, and the detail goes away, Diminish, yeah. <laughs> and then and then she draws the, you know, the representation of Carter the way that Carter did, I finally thought, oh, she gets it. He's mm. gotten through to her, and then she goes, "Is it right?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." I'm just like, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, like, that's cool. So co- so cool. Hashtag just, fathers. 
Yeah, that's what I. That's what I love. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing. That's it's the only I... time Brendan's not dead inside. Because <laughs> yeah. he because he has to not yeah. be <laughs> Star, stargating his kids. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I loved. Where she was like, where she was like, no, that's not right. Like, she was. It was really her intenseness. Yeah. Was like that. That really come across, and it was like, no, it's not right. Like I have to do it right. There's a there's a structure of yeah. everything that I do. Like, and no, it, you don't. Yeah. No work row, Mitch. Just calm <laughs> down. But uh, we, we never found out what the mural was about and we never found out why the Gould left their planet, mm. which I was actually more interested in than the than the Nakwata generator. Yeah. Like Daniel's whole arc just ended once he realised the what the ovarium was. Yeah, and, it, and had they have, you know, written something crucial in it that that could have been setting up the back end of the season or something yeah. you know or mm. or season four or something like this just yeah. could have been a just, little just anything to season. say oh it was this guy old do you reckon they it would have been a cut scene no yeah, uh, it might have been cut maybe. for time surely maybe. I suppose either way it wouldn't have really had any sort of result like any bearing on the ending because it was yeah. all about sort of the kids and and us you know pounding some liberty into this this <laughs> system of yeah. government and Marin, you need freedom, and we're going to supply it. That's <laughs> what we do. Here, have some C4. <laughs> Should uh, be able to blast that's a freedom explosion right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's episode 49 of Get Into Gate. Learning Curve, season three, episode five. We'll be back next week to talk point of view. Until then, you can catch all of our podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search Get Into Gate. Catch us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast, or drop us a line, getintogate at gmail.com. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter and Instagram. Maddie at High Pitch Maddie on Instagram. Brandon at the Brendan Gibson <laughs> on Instagram. The, what the hell is that? Wow. What's it like to work with Richard Dean Anderson? Oh, friend, Drisha. Yeah. <laughs> And Reese, where can we find you? I am at the Flying Gibson. Leave a bloody iTunes review too. Get into it. Get in, get an iTunes review. Get in into ya. a review. Yeah, get in your mind. We did have a wave of them last time we said something. I feel like maybe we were yelling at people. We weren't. We were just asking politely. But thank you anyway for writing and some some wonderful things. You know, there was one person in the room they thought could improve, but you know, we'll leave that alone. Okay, no one took that. Okay, no, they didn't write that at all. They thought we were all brilliant. Five stars. Absolutely. So. I was like, who? Who did that? <laughs> Let me know. Okay, we'll see you back next week. Episode 50. Can you believe it? Whoa. What? I'm getting to Gates. Right. Point of view. We'll see you then. Getintogeek.com. We should do something for that. <laughs> we should celebrate. Like, bake a cake or something. Well, no, we'll just make something special for the hundreds. Yeah. Do a musical episode or something. <laughs> <laughs>